the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Welcome in to another week of Bruce Hooley Shows. A short week. As this is Thanksgiving week, we will not be here on Thanksgiving Day, nor on Friday. So if you are uh, planning your week, you'll know that uh, no reason to tune in on those days. Except, of course, we'll have excellent Salem Media Network programming, I am sure. Maybe the Mike Gallagher Show, maybe a sit-in for Mike. I don't know, but uh, we will soldier through the next three days and keep you abreast of all the latest details locally and nationally. And the headlines locally today um, involve first responders, and it is dangerous to be a first responder. We all know that, right? Uh, Police officers get shot, firefighters get injured, and oftentimes even in the performance of their duties according to the standards set forth by their various departments, particularly police, uh, you can get sued and the city will not have your back when you get sued. We saw in the riots of 2020 downtown, A lot of allegations made, a lot of insinuations about racism and charges were even filed by our increasingly progressive mayor's office and uh, police leadership. Uh, None of those officers were found guilty in court of doing anything wrong. And in fact, uh, one officer was exonerated in court. The others had charges dropped, yet the city paid Six million dollars to people accusing the police officers of doing something wrong. You know who I know did something wrong in the riots of 2020? Uh, That would be your Congresswoman Joyce Beatty, who was pictured on police body cam video hitting a police officer. Hitting a police officer. It's on tape. It's in the report of the incidents downtown. Did Joyce Beatty resign from Congress? Was she censured by Congress? No, she was not. Did she pay a settlement to the police officer? Not to my knowledge. I don't think so. But the city of Columbus has a habit of paying people who accuse police officers of something before police officers are found guilty of anything or responsible for anything. And it is a tradition, unlike any other, that they are upholding. Because on Friday afternoon, while a jury was deliberating in a civil case filed by 27-year-old Cameron Standifer against a Columbus police officer, who I will not name because, as far as I know, he did nothing wrong because he wasn't found guilty of anything. He wasn't censured by the department for anything. Nevertheless, Cameron Standifer is $440,000 richer today thanks to a settlement from the mayor's office. Now, what I find curious about this is, guess who was defending police officer unnamed Against the civil suit. City Law Director Zach Klein. 
It seems to me I remember a verse about a house divided against itself cannot stand. Does anyone find it odd that the city would devote the resources to defending an officer who was accused, and then somebody else in another department at the city would negotiate with the accuser and settle for $440,000 while the jury is deliberating after the city has already invested all of the work in defending the officer. This seems odd and dumb to me. Not to the uh, not to the plaintiff's attorneys, it doesn't. Here's the comment. On behalf of our client, we are extremely pleased, I bet you are, with the outcome of settlement negotiations. This will greatly improve Cameron's opportunities for success in his life going forward. Yes. Yes. I don't think that's a statement uttered from a flimsy limb about to break off any tree. You could pretty much insert anyone's name in there. Let's try mine. Giving $440,000 will improve Bruce's opportunities for success in this life going forward. Yes. True. Is it true? This will improve producer Pam's opportunities for success in life going forward. Producer Pam, I better check first. Would a $440,000 settlement greatly improve your chances for success in this life going forward? Wow, sure. Okay, so just checking yes. right here in this room, it's also <laughs> applicable that we would all have greater opportunity for success in our lives going forward if we were handed a $440,000 check by the city of Columbus. Does this disincentivize people to make wild accusations against police officers? I think not. I think not. Everybody who makes an accusation gets paid. Some get paid a lot. Yep. We are going to have a police officer, Adam Coy, expected to face trial for the murder of Andre Hill, an unarmed black man who was shot in Columbus about two years ago right now. And I'm not making any comment about Adam Coy's guilt or innocence. I have no idea. It does not look good when a Columbus police officer shoots an unarmed man, regardless of his ethnicity. But I know this, it's not insignificant to the jury deliberations that Andre Hill's family has already received $10 million. $10 million. If I'm on that jury, and they're going to tell me, don't factor that in. Have you heard that he got a $10 million settlement? His family got a $10 million settlement. I will try hard to keep it out of my mind. But there is a subliminal suggestion that if you paid me $10 million then something must have been done improperly by the police officer. So um, you can add this to the hit parade of strange, weird, incompetent, dumb things done by the administration of Andrew Ginther. It's like we have today an evil on this show where we just always bring something from somewhere that is demonstrable of the evil in our culture. We could pretty much do today in uh, Andrew Ginther dysfunction. And I would add today's 440000 or Friday's $440,000 settlement to that. The details of the arrest. So this guy, uh, Standifer, was wanted on an outstanding traffic warrant. He had been injured in an automobile accident. The officer was called to a home on the far east side in August of 2018. Multiple complaints of illegal activity in the home. He shows up at this house, known for trouble. There are people inside. He runs a war- he runs a warrant search on the guy that he's arresting for loud noise or whoever knows what else is going on at this house. He's uncooperative during the arrest. The officer takes him to the ground to put the cuffs on him, and of course he cries foul, and he walks away with half a million bucks. 
greatly improving his chances for success going forward. Yes. Uh, let's hope that Ross County Sheriff's Deputy Eric Cochran recovers from his injuries and has a great chance of success going forward. He is in a medically induced coma at Grant Medical Center. This gentleman is a hero for sure. As somebody tried to force their way into a Ross County Sheriff's Office on Thursday afternoon, uh, Deputy Cochran blocked the way, would not allow this uh, criminal to enter. In fact, returned fire and shot this criminal dead, 42-year-old Nicholas Mitchell. Sergeant Cochran was not wearing a bulletproof vest at the time he was shot. The uh, bullet from Mr. Mitchell's gun hit Deputy Cochran in the lung, bruised his heart, went through his liver, and people gathered yesterday uh, in Chillicothe and surrounded the Ross County Sheriff's Office holding hands, praying for Deputy Cochran. So we certainly would add him uh, to our list of concerns and hope that uh, he would recover. We had a firefighter in Cleveland lose his life on Saturday night. If you were out and about on the roads on Saturday night, I don't know what they were like in Northeast Ohio. I know what they were like in West Central Ohio. They were they were not. It was not horribly bad. It was. It's really in that danger area where there's enough snow on the ground in certain spots of the highway that you can't count on it being all one condition or you know, in terms of good driving or all bad conditions where you're really on high alert and you're at 10 and 2 on the steering wheel and you're slowing down to 35 miles an hour because it's just good enough that you can, for a while, drive 60 and then, whoops, here comes a slick spot. That's it's, what happened to me. Yeah. It's the worst possible scenario. Yeah. Did you have an incident? I worked, I worked at the arena Saturday night and uh, I left downtown going north and when I got to Morse Road area... Uh, it was black ice. Yeah. You could tell. It, yeah. Everybody slowed down to 45. As I approached 161, there was a spin out over on the right, yep. over the embankment against that, uh, what do they call that? It's a sound barrier wall. Mm-hmm. Light Headlights were on, so you could tell it was fairly fresh. Mm-hmm. So I thought, no, I am not staying on 71. So yeah. I hopped off at Polaris and went up Route 3 because I live way up north. And, uh, yeah, it took a long time to get home, 35, 40-mile-an-hour tops. Yeah. Very smart. scary. Very, Very smart. scary. Very smart on your part because you. it was, you know, there were people, and there are always people who believe it's safe, and it may, in fact, be safe until they hit, like Pam said, that one spot, and yep. it's not safe. And if you're beside somebody or your tires get in that rut where the snow has built up and you're trying to go. So, anyway, we had a police uh, a police officer hit, a Gehanna officer hit mm. on Saturday night. And his injuries are not life-threatening, but mm, I wouldn't sign up for that. Hey, you want to go out and get hit by a car while you're helping another stranded motorist? No. No, thank you. And we had a Cleveland firefighter who was tending to some kind of a distress situation with a vehicle on Saturday night. He got hit, and he died. So just a reminder, like, be really, really careful. Whatever time you save by going that extra 10, 15, 20 miles an hour, it might seem like a lot while you're behind that slow vehicle, but it's worth it. You are, of course, going to be hearing a lot in the news, no matter how you get your news, about the horrific mass shooting at a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, 
Colorado. Uh, we had, I think, five people killed and um, maybe more than 20 wounded. Uh, it's a horrific event. Every mass shooting is. And it's understandably getting wall-to-wall coverage. This will also be and is already being used as evidence that the LGBTQ community is under fire from hateful, awful, terrible, conservative Republicans, and that the fact that there are those like myself who would stringently oppose ensconcing gay marriage into law, that we perpetuate these kinds of events by spreading hatred. Or that this is a reason, the mass shooting in Colorado Springs, this is a reason why bills like House Bill 454 here in Ohio, which I hope we get enacted into law, that would make giving puberty blockers to minors and doing genital reassignment surgery on minors, the mere opposition to gender reassignment surgery in minors and treatment at Columbus Children's, Cincinnati Children's, Akron Children's, that, that standing in the way of that, that protesting that, talking about the evils of mutilating a child's body or permanently interrupting their body's development, their bone structure, their ability to reproduce, forcing them to wait until they're adults to make an adult decision, also perpetuates mass shootings because it drives hatred toward people who are transgender. These are despicable people who would use these kinds of awful events to further their own political agenda. They purport to care so much about people who are LGBTQIA+, and yet they can't even take a week, two weeks, to allow the murdered and the victimized to mourn the passing of those who lost their lives or to have those who were injured hopefully reach full recovery. It's also interesting to compare the coverage, which is mammoth with good reason, of the shooting at the LGBTQ nightclub with other stories that don't seem to capture the attention of our mainstream media. Did you even hear about, last week, a driver in California who veered his SUV across the lanes of traffic into a group of 25 Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies who were marching down the street, close order drills, a part of any law enforcement training, you go to the academy, you do a lot of marching. That's just part and parcel of the training. So these L.A. sheriff's deputies-to-be were marching along the street, and here comes this guy in his SUV. He veers across the lanes of traffic into the L.A. sheriff's deputies going about 45 miles an hour, hits a bunch of them. Some of them lost their limbs. Some of them are severely injured. Let's compare the coverage, shall we? Okay, because, hey, you know, if we wanted to play the game that the LGBTQ activists and sympathizers are playing right now, we could use that event and say, you see what all this left-wing hatred of police, all you defund the policers, 
AOC, Ilhan Omar, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Tim Ryan, all you people who were on tape talking about how police are horrible. Andrew Ginther, right? All you horrible Democrats out there who disparage and diminish law enforcement, you're the reason this nut job drove his SUV intentionally into this group of L.A. sheriff's deputies. We could play that game. We don't play that game because we know that people are accountable for their own personal decisions. That no amount of left-wing hatred forced a Bernie Sanders supporter to shoot Steve Scalise and others at a congressional baseball game. It's super unfortunate that it happened. It's not Bernie Sanders' fault. But the left doesn't play that game. Anytime anything happens, they go, oh, who else said anything that could vaguely brush up against the sentiment of the person who commits the crime? And who can we pin this on? Let's pin it on Trump. Let's pin it on Ted Cruz. Let's pin it on Ron DeSantis. Let's pin it on Ben Shapiro. Let's pin it on Matt Walsh. This is why I say one of the chief characteristics you must develop if you are going to just stand for truth. You don't even have to crusade. You don't have to pick it. You just have to stand for truth. You just have to say, no, that's not true. I will not subscribe to that. I will not allow you to say it unchallenged. That's just untrue. If you won't stand for truth because the labels scare you, well, then what will happen? Then those who are applying the labels will, A, continue to apply the labels, and they will, because they view it, as a successful enterprise, they will continue to do it, and they will do it more ardently and more unfairly going forward. So let's compare the coverage. The Washington Post has four stories on its website right now about the Colorado Springs shooting. I don't find that to be an excessive number. The New York Times, three, I think that's a fair number. There are a lot of different angles you can pursue to this. What's the background of the person? Blah, blah, blah. Well, by the way, by the way, the shooter in the Colorado gay nightclub, was arrested last year. What was he arrested for? Traffic ticket? Parking ticket? Jaywalking? No. He was arrested for a standoff with police after threatening to hurt his mother with a homemade bomb. Now, that seems serious to me. Somebody who would threaten to harm their mother... Someone who can make a homemade bomb and someone who does not comply with police orders to come out of a house but is engaged in a standoff. That tells me something about this person, that he's dangerous and maybe he shouldn't be out where he can get a long rifle and go into an LGBT nightclub and shoot. Now, I gave you the numbers on the Washington Post, New York Times, and all that. What about the L.A. Sheriff's deputies being mown down by this driver, who, by the way, was released on bail Thursday night? He's released on bail. He's still not charged with anything. Amazing. Washington Post, uh, one story. Wall Street Journal, one story. Two in the New York Times, one written by the AP. There you go. That's how it goes. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.